0: part ten of anne severn and the fieldings by may sinclair this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine part ten eliot chapter one eliot stood in the porch of the manor farm house there was nobody there to greet him behind him on the oak table in the hall the wire he had sent lay unopened it was midday in june All round the place the air was sweet with the smell of the mown hay, and from the broad pasture there came the rattle and throb of the mowing machines. Elliot went down the road and through the gate into the hayfield. Colin and Anne were there. Anne at the top of the field drove the mower, mounted up on the shell-shaped iron seat, white against the blue sky. Colin at the bottom, slender and tall, above the big revolving wheel, drove the rake the tedding machine driven by a farmhand went between its iron toothed rack caught the new mown hay tossed it and scattered it on the field beside the long glistening swathes the cut edge of the hay stood up clean and solid as a wall above it the raised plane of the grass tops brushed by the wind quivered and swayed whitish green greenish white in a long shimmering undulation Elliot went on to meet Anne and Colin as they turned and came up the field again. When they saw him, they jumped down and came running. Elliot, you never told us. I wired at nine this morning. There's nobody in the house, and we've not been in since breakfast at seven, Colin said. It's twelve now. Time you knocked off for lunch, isn't it? Are you all right, Elliot, said Anne? Rather. He gave a long look at them, at their sunburnt faces, at their clean, slender grace, colin in his cricketing flannels and anne in her land girl's white linen coat knickerbockers and gray wide awake colin doesn't look as if there was much the matter with him he might have been farming all his life so i have said colin considering that i haven't lived till now and they went back together towards the house chapter two colin's and anne's work was done for the day the hay and the broad pasture was mown and dried tomorrow it would be heaped into cocks and carried to the stackyard it was the evening of eliot's first day he and anne sat out under the apple tree in the orchard what on earth had you done to colin he said i expected to find him a perfect wreck he was pretty bad three months ago but it's good for him being down here in the place he used to be happy in he knows he's safe here it's good for him doing jobs about the farm too i imagine it's good for him being with you oh well he knows he's safe with me very safe he owes it to you that he's sane now you must have been astonishingly wise with him it didn't take much wisdom not more than it used to take when he was a little frightened kid that's all he was when he came back from the war elliot the point is that you haven't treated him like a kid you've made a man of him again you've given him a man's life and a man's work that's what i want to do when he's trained he can look after gerald's land you know poor barker died last month of septic pneumonia the camp was full of it i know what do you think of my training colin it's all right for him anne but what about you me oh i'm all right you needn't worry about me i do worry about you and your father's worrying dear old daddy it is silly of him as if anything mattered but colin you matter you see your father doesn't like your being here alone with him he's afraid of what people may think no i'm not i don't care what people think they've got no business to no but they will and they do you know what i mean anne don't you i suppose you mean they think i'm colin's mistress is that it i'm afraid it is they can't think anything else it's beastly of them i know but this is a beastly world dear and it doesn't do to go on behaving as if it wasn't i don't care the people are beastly as their lookout not mine the beastlier they are the less i care i don't suppose you care if the vicar's wife won't call or if lady corbett and the hawtrees cut you but that's why is it i never thought about it i'm too busy to go and see them and i suppose they were too busy to come and see me i certainly don't care if it was people you cared about nobody i care about would think things like that of me and dear i'm not so sure and it shows how much they care about me but it's because they care i can't help it they may care but they don't know they can't know anything about me if they think that and you honestly don't mind i mind what you think but you don't think it elliot do you i good lord no do you mind what mother thinks yes i mind but it doesn't matter very much it would matter if gerald thought it oh elliot does he i don't suppose he thinks precisely that but i'm pretty sure he thought you and colin cared for each other what makes you think so his marrying maisie like that why shouldn't he marry her because it's you he cares about elliot's voice was quiet and heavy she knew that what he said was true that quiet heavy voice was the voice of her own innermost conviction yet under the shock of it she sat silent not looking at him looking with wide fixed eyes at the pattern the apple boughs made on the sky how do you know she said presently because of the way he talked to mother before he came to see you here she says he was frightfully upset when she told him about you and colin she told him that apparently what did she do it for Elliot? what does mother do anything for i imagine she wanted to put Gerald off so that you could stick on with colin you've taken him off her hands and she wants him kept off so she told him i was colin's mistress mind you she doesn't think a bit the worse of you for that she admires you for it no end do you suppose i care what she thinks it's her making Gerald think it elliot how could she she could because she only sees things as they affect herself you believe she really thinks it she's made herself think it because she wanted to why, why should she want to? I've told you why she's afraid of having to look after Colin. I've no illusions about Mother; she's always been like that. She wouldn't see what she was doing to you before she did it. She'd persuaded herself that it was Colin and not Gerald that you cared for, and she wouldn't do it deliberately at all. I know it has all the effect of low cunning, but it isn't. It's just one of her sudden movements. She'd rush into it on a blind impulse. Anne saw it all she saw that adeline had slandered her to Gerald and to Elliot; that she had made use of her love for colin which was her love for Gerald, to betray her that she had betrayed her to safeguard her own happy life without pity and without remorse she had done all of these things and none of them they were the instinctive movements of her funk where adeline's ease and happiness were concerned she was one incarnate funk you couldn't think of her as a reasonable and responsible being to be forgiven or unforgiven it doesn't matter how she did it it's done now she said really anne it was too bad of colin he oughtn't to have let you oh he couldn't help it poor darling he wasn't in a state don't put that into his head it just had to happen i don't care elliot if it was to be done again tomorrow i'd do it only if i'd known i could have told gerald the truth the others can think what they like it'll only make me stick to colin all the more i promised gerald i'd look after him and i shall as long as he wants me it serves them all right they all left him to me daddy and aunt adeline and queenie i mean and they can't stop me now mother doesn't want to stop you it's your father i'll write and tell daddy besides it's too late if i left colin to it wouldn't stop the scandal my reputation's gone and i can't get it back can i dear anne you don't know how adorable you are without it look here eliot what did your mother tell you for same reason to put me off too they looked at each other and smiled across their memories across the years of war across anne's agony they smiled besides its courage and its young candid cynicism anne's smile expressed her utter trust in him as if eliot said it would have made the smallest difference wouldn't it have no anne nothing would that's what gerald said and he thought it i wondered what he meant he meant what i mean the moments passed ticked off by the beating of his heart time and his heart beating violently together not one of them was his moment not one would serve him for what he had to say falling so close on their intolerable conversation he meant to ask anne to marry him but if he did it now she would suspect him of chivalry it would look as if he wanted to make up to her for all she had lost through colin as if he wanted more than anything to save her so eliot who had waited so long waited a little longer till the evening of his last day chapter three anne had gone up with him to Wick manor to see the soldiers ever since they had come there she had taken cream and fruit to them twice a week from the farm unaware of what was thought of her she never knew that the scandal of young fielding and miss severn had penetrated the convalescent home with the fruit and cream and if she had known it she would not have stayed away people's beastliness was no reason why she shouldn't go where she wanted where she had always gone the convalescent home belonged to the fieldings and the fieldings were her dearest friends who had been turned into relations by her father's marriage so this evening absorbed in the convalescence she never saw the matron's queer look at her or her pointed way of talking only to Elliot. Elliot saw it. He thought it doesn't matter, she's so utterly good that nothing can touch her. All the same if she marries me, she'll be safe from this sort of thing. They had come to the dip of the valley and the manor farm water. Let's go up the beach walk, he said. They went up and sat in the beach ring where Anne had sat with Gerald three months ago. Elliot never realized how repeatedly Gerald had been before him. Anne, he said, it's more than five years since i asked you to marry me is it elliot do you remember i said then i'd never give you up i remember unless Gerald got me you said well he hasn't got me i wouldn't want you to tie yourself up with me if there was the remotest chance of Gerald, but as there isn't don't you think no elliot i don't but you do care for me anne a little i know you do i care for you a great deal but not in that sort of way I'm not asking you to care for me in the way you care for Gerald. You may care for me any way you please, if you'll only marry me. You don't know how awfully little I'd be content to take. I shouldn't be content to give it, though. You oughtn't to have anything but the best. It would be the best for me, you see. Oh, no, Elliot, it wouldn't. You only think it would, because you're an angel. It would be awful of me to give so little when I take such a lot. I know what your loving would be.' If you know, you must have thought of it, and if you've thought of it... I've only thought of it to see how impossible it is. It mightn't be if I could leave off loving Gerald, but I can't. Elliot, I've got the queerest feeling about him. I know you'll think me mad when he's gone and married somebody else, but I feel all the time as if he hadn't, as if he belonged to me and always had, and I to him. Whoever Maisie's married it not Gerald, not the real Gerald. Well, the fact remains that she's married him. No not him only a bit of him some bit that doesn't matter anne darling i'd try not to think that i don't think it i feel it down there deep inside me i've always felt that gerald would come back to me and he came back then there was colin he'll come back again then there'll be maisie no then there won't be maisie there won't be anything if he really comes now you see how mad i am now you see how awful it would be to marry me No, Anne i see it's the only way to keep you safe safe from what safe from gerald i don't want to be safe from him elliot i'm telling you this because you trust me i want you to see me as i really am so that you won't want to marry me any more ah that's not the way to make me nothing you say makes any difference nothing you could do would make any difference supposing it had been true what your mother said wouldn't that no if you'd given yourself to colin i should only have thought it was your goodness It would have been good because you did it. How queer. That's what Gerald said. Then he did love me. I told you he loved you. I don't care. Nothing else matters. That's all you have to say to me? Yes, unless I lie. You'd lie for Gerald. For him, not to him. I should never need to. You've no need to lie to me, dear. I know you better than he does. You forget that I didn't think what he thought that only shows that he knew knew what what i am what i might do if i really cared there are things you'd never do you'd never do anything mean or dishonourable or cruel oh you don't know what i'd do don't worry elliot i shall be too busy with the land and with colin to do very much i'm not worrying all the same he wondered which of them knew anne best he or anne herself or Gerald. End of part 10, recording by expatriate in Bangor, Maine.